You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Hello and welcome to The Conversation Caravan, young podcasters interviewing authors and visual storytellers at Scribblers Festival 2022. This is Lucy speaking with Sydney author and illustrator Matt Stanton, creator of the Funny Kids series, new series Bored, and heaps of books for little kids through to middle grade readers. Lucy begins by asking Matt, Where do you like to write? Is it a specific place or does it change depending on the circumstances? Please describe it to me. What a great question. So in my backyard at my house, I I live in Sydney. Yeah. And in our backyard, we've got a giant mango tree. And then next to that, we have uh, what is kind of a little granny flat. But we've turned, in my family, we've turned that granny flat into like a little studio where Beck, my wife, and I like to work. Yeah. And so I have a desk in there. But then I have found that when I'm writing, it can be helpful to change location. And I've realised there's actually a word for this, which is, um, there's an author called Malcolm Gladwell, and he calls it rotating. And so he'll write somewhere for a while, and then he'll feel like he needs to rotate. So he'll pack up his stuff, his laptop into his backpack, and off he'll go to a particular place and keep writing there and change location. And I heard him say that and realised, well, that's what I do too. That's what I find really helpful. And so most of the time I go from my desk in my backyard to the beach, which is about a 10-minute walk from my house. And at the beach there are just tables by the water and I can sit there and keep writing. And I find that really helpful. Yeah, so like a change of inspiration. Exactly. Yeah. As a kid, did you like to read a lot? I did. I did like to read a lot. Um, what were your favourite books? Hmm, good question. So I liked, I liked Roald Dahl. I read a lot of Roald Dahl. I liked Morris Gleitzman books. I particularly liked Misery Guts yes. and Two Weeks with the Queen. They were my favourites. Uh, I liked Paul Jennings books. Oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're really funny. And, and then... I read lots of things. I had a friend who really liked Doctor Who, and I didn't know anything about Doctor Who, but he really liked Doctor Who, so we read a bunch of Doctor Who books. I read The Hardy Boys, which were like about two brothers who were detectives. Ah. I liked those ones because there were lots of those books. I read lots of things. I liked my library at school. Like a variety of things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so are the main characters in your books based off of anyone? Hmm, they, no one entirely. So I don't tend to kind of like copy a person. Um, But I do like to think about attributes or characteristics of real people when I'm thinking about my characters. Certainly in my new series, Bored, I've done that. Yes. Like the first thing that I did, because I've got six kids in that series who all of them can be a main character in a book. And so they all need to be really different and really interesting in their own right. Like I can't just have a main character and then have side characters who aren't quite as interesting as the main character because in the next book I might want to make one of them the main character. And so what I did was I thought about, I remembered 
back to my time in primary school and I thought, who are the who are the kids in my class who kind of stand out to me as being particularly interesting? Yeah. And I wrote a like a long list of those people and the the characteristic that I found interesting. And then I, then I basically used that as the start of the idea for that character. So I didn't then try to make that character like that person. I took the characteristic that I found interesting and expanded on that into a made-up character. The, the one exception to that a little bit is that I have a character in my series board called Frog and I did steal his name from a real kid. So um, when I was growing up, I had a next-door neighbour who I was really good friends with and his older brother was called Frog and I never found out why. No one seemed to know why. It was just his name. It just didn't seem weird. And so I've included that in my character, Frog, that same sort of idea. Yeah. What do you do when you get writer's block? How do you junk your brain? Oh, great question. What do I do when I get writer's block? So I find it helpful to have more than one story that I'm working on at the same time. Because I'm an illustrator as well as a writer, sometimes I'm drawing on a story, sometimes I'm writing it, or sometimes I'm thinking of an idea for the next story. And so sometimes it's helpful to have a break and do the next, like work on one of the other projects if I'm a bit stuck on that one. But I also find that um, I... I create my stories, um, I kind of build them rather than write them. And so I kind of build them in layers. And I'm doing a workshop a bit later where I break this process down. But it's, it's designed to help me kind of avoid writer's block because I always have a strong sense of where I'm going and I work in layers. One of the things that I do, for example, that's a bit weird is that I usually write dialogue first. Yeah. So I write my scenes like a script and then I write the chapter around the script because I find that the dialogue flows quite easily for me when I'm trying to get characters talking backwards and forwards quickly together. If I just write those words, then it kind of flows and I can build around it. I'll have to try that. Sounds like a really good strategy. I've found it very helpful. See yeah. how you go. I will. What are some tips for writing a truly great book? Oh, wow. What a great question. Tips for a truly great book. The thing that I do is that I... I think about... I write my books for somebody. So I think about who I'm writing it for. Because sometimes I find I can get a bit stuck in my imagination if I just go, oh, what story do I want to write? But if I, if I have someone in mind or a group of people in mind that I'm writing the story for, then it keeps me really focused because I can think, would they find this funny? Is this bit going to be boring for them? I need to make it more exciting because I'm trying to give them, the purpose of writing the story is to give them a great time reading the story. Yeah. Which is quite different to just sitting down and going, what story do I have in my head? And so I find that that keeps me focused and I hope it helps me to write great stories. Yeah. Who's your favourite author? What, what is your favourite book of theirs and why do you like it so much? Oh, great question. I have lots of favourite authors and they change 
a lot. Well, who's your favourite author currently? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I just read Blueback by Tim Winton. Yeah. I've read lots of Tim Winton and I love Tim Winton, but I had never read Blueback. And my daughter and my son both read it at school. And they came home from school and said, oh, Dad, you've got to read Blueback. And so I just read it on this trip. Yeah. Um, and it has just, it was so wonderful and I loved it. So at the moment, my favourite book is Blueback by Tim Winton. Yeah. Why do you like it so much? Why does it appeal to you? I love, I love the way that he captures the environment and the scene and the place and the way that the character's feelings are deeply intertwined with all of that. And so the separation between the... There doesn't seem to be any separation between the character's emotional space and the place where they are. And and I have really enjoyed diving recently in the last couple of years. I've found that an incredibly peaceful place to be. Uh, and there's a beach not too far from where I live that's a really great place for swimming with the fish. And so I... I just felt this book. When I was reading it, I was just feeling it. And I think when when a story does that, it's it's kind of magical. Yeah. Like you're almost you're there, you know the characters, you know the place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It becomes more than just the words on the page. If the author has created something more than just the words and you feel it. Like like this year's book week theme, Dreaming with Eyes Open. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. When you retire, or well, if you retire, do you still picture yourself writing? Yes, I don't imagine ever retiring. I might slow down because I have published a lot of books in a short amount of time. Um, but not but actually I, stop. I don't can't imagine ever stopping because I think I would do this for fun anyway. Yeah. So I may as well keep going. Yeah. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a writer. You knew from the start. Yeah, my um, my mum has a project that I did when I was seven in which I've written in there like a kind of who are you, where did you come from, what do you want to be project. And I had written I wanted to be a writer or a pilot. Um, so I think it's good for everyone. I went with writer rather than pilot. Yeah. How do you tell that an idea is good? How do you personally define good? Oh, wow. Yeah. What a question. Um, well, can I, can I tweak your question slightly and change it to interesting? Yes. Because that's what I'm looking for. I think good is too hard a thing to look for. Yeah. But interesting I can look for. And so what, I, um, what I'm asking myself all the time is can I make this story idea that I have more interesting? And I know that the first idea I have is probably not the most interesting it could be. It's the start of the idea. It's the start of the, of the, of the search for interesting. And so, so when I have an idea, it's like, okay, now I know where I'm starting from. So now I've, I've moved from having no idea to having an idea. So now I'm over here. Now that I'm over here, what can I see that I couldn't see before? And what's the most interesting thing I can see from here? Okay, it's there. All right, let's go over there. Maybe the idea turns into this. Now I'm over here. Okay, what's the most interesting thing that I can... And do you understand? Like that sort of process. I, I do that as the idea evolves. And then 
when I get to a point where I'm like, I think this is it. I think this is the most... I'm looking for something that I don't feel like I've read before that feels like a something fresh, a new take or a new perspective on a, on something that has been explored before. I want to find something that feels like a new space. Yeah. Um, because I think our minds like new things. That's what we find new things interesting. Yeah, rather than the same story over and over. Exactly. We're trying to grow and stretch. And so I also want to grow and stretch as a writer. So I'm looking for those new places. Yeah. Your brand new best-selling book, Bored, what inspired you to start writing it? So with Bored, it was interesting. I, I meet lots of grown-ups who look back on their childhood and they think being a kid, their memory of being a kid is that being a kid was simple that it was easy and often that's because their lives have become very complicated with work and family and bills and all sorts of things going on and everything's crazy and busy and they look back on their time in primary school and they say things like those were the days and it was just simple and I think they're wrong I think being a kid is really complicated and and so I wanted to write about the complicated business of being a kid. So that meant that I want to tell story in the board series, I want to tell stories that seem really ordinary. There's no, things aren't exaggerated. Um, there aren't jokes as such. Everyone feels boredom. Everyone gets bored. Um, and the board series are about these six kids and the funny but complicated experiences that they have navigating their everyday lives. Yeah. How many books have you written so far? Are you planning any more? Yes. So I've published 38 books. I, at the moment, I'm doing three or four books a year, and I will keep doing that That's for a while. That's an impressive rate. Thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, it keeps me very busy. Um, I have, I, at the moment, I have three series going at the same time. So I have my board series, which I'm doing two books every year. I have Funny Kid, which I do one book every year. And I have The Odds, which is my graphic novel trilogy, and I've got one of those to go. Yeah. How hard do you find, like, generating an idea? Like, if you're just sitting around, sometimes it just comes to you. When you're forced to write, if you have a deadline, how hard do you find it to actually get an idea? What a wonderful question. I don't so much have trouble coming up with the idea. Sometimes I have trouble getting it written, if that makes sense. Right. So um, because everything that I do is in a series, <coughs> often the I don't, I don't have a blank piece of paper very often. So that feeling where you've got a blank sheet of paper in front of you and you're like, I have to write a story, what's it going to be about? That experience doesn't happen to me very much. I do a lot of that thinking when I'm creating the idea for the whole series. And then I write stories that fit within that series. So I don't have a blank piece of paper. I've got a, a list of characters. I've got some themes. Um, and that's where I'm coming up with the ideas. Um, but the, the work, and it is hard work, of writing a story page after page and making sure that it's working um, 
this is why I talk about kind of building a story rather than writing one. It's got to, it, you've got to design it. You have to make it stand up. And, um, and that takes thinking and work. And um, sometimes that's hard. Yeah. If you could be any character in any book, who would you choose to be? Like, spend a day in their life. Who One of be? my books or any book? Any book. Oh. Well, right now, I'm reading Peter Pan because I've never read Peter Pan. And this year, I've been trying to read a few kind of classic books that I've never read before. And I do have this kind of, like, how cool would it be to be able to fly? Thing. And I've always had that. And so I'm going to choose Peter Pan to answer your question. I think that would be pretty fun. Where would you fly? Oh, where would I fly? I would fly out over the ocean and I would find some whales, some orcas, some dolphins and follow them from the sky because I think that would be extraordinary. Yeah, invigorating. Yeah. Yeah. What is it like to be a writer? What do you do during the day when you're not writing? So I have four kids and uh, my wife is also a writer. And so our life is busy and really flexible and it changes a lot. Every week is a bit different. And so... Every week we sit down and we work out, okay, who's working when and who's who's hanging out with our kids when and what jobs need to be done. So it's it, it's something that changes every week and I love that. Um, so what do I do when I'm not writing? I play with my kids. I love doing that. I love being with them. And uh, And I like to walk. I walk, but often I walk and work at the same time. I'm thinking, I'm trying to solve story problems in my head when I walk. Yeah. Um, and I like to read. Walk, read, play with your kids. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I hope you got some fun out of this and I wish you well. Thank you so much, Lucy. You have just done such a wonderful job. They were some great questions and you've really made me think. So thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Scribblers Radio, recorded on Noongabuja at the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2022. For all the conversations, more info about the festival, or to be part of our next Conversation Caravan podcasting series, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. If you can hear me, shout yay.